0: Feedback from clients is really powerful. They help you understand how they are feeling, if there are things that you could be doing better, and of course you can use them to give future clients confidence to work with you. But the common challenge I experience clients facing is firstly getting the feedback in the first place and also being unclear about how to use feedback in their business and marketing. So keep listening for some ideas on all of those areas and more. Welcome to the Upgrade Your Education Business podcast. I'm your host, Samantha, and I'm so pleased you're here. As an education business owner myself and a former teacher, I understand the nuances that only apply to us. So in this podcast, I share fluff-free, tailored and actionable ideas that you can mold to suit your needs. If you'd like to take this conversation further, please do reach out. I would love to meet you and finally it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review that way you'll be helping me help more people thank you for tuning in enjoy in many ways things like testimonials are the lifeblood of any business because they help with two big areas of running and growing our businesses the first is that they help us build trust with our audience with people who are thinking of working with us and secondly When you gather detailed feedback, not just a testimonial, it can really help you make your business offer stronger. So these are the areas I'm focusing on today, and I'm sharing some powerful ways to use feedback in your business. If you struggle to get feedback or testimonials in the first place, I'll cover that too, so don't worry. In fact, let's start there. There are a few ways to collect feedback from clients, and I like to categorise them into formal or informal categories. An example of formal feedback is using things like surveys or forms. Now they can actually be very useful when you specifically want to gather testimonials because instead of someone giving you a generic one-liner you can gather something that really evidences the impact you and what you offer makes on the people you work with. So when you're thinking of using forms think strategically about the different touch points the different points in your relationship where it would be useful. I'll share some ideas. Let's say someone has just started working with you. They are probably one out of many clients, but we want them to know that they matter and that we're here to look after them. So a great way of making that happen could be very early on in your relationship. Let's say two weeks in, you send them a little feedback form just to gather ideas of how they're finding everything, if they have any questions and whether there's anything you could be doing to make the experience even better for them. I know I'm talking about a formal method like using forms, but you can even do this informally through something like an email. That's what I do. As a tutor, I always send emailed feedback after the student's first lesson with me. And then I send something a couple of weeks later. After that, I send feedback more sporadically as and when I think it would be useful. But just having that initial process means the client feels really safe working with me, that they made a good decision, which is especially important in that situation because Although I'm working with the child, it's the parent who wants that feedback, but they're not the ones seeing me every week. And if you run a different kind of education business, you could even automate this. When someone joins the tutor's mastermind, I have a few onboarding emails already preset, and they're designed to help masterminders find their way around, get settled in, and for me to get their feedback. So you can do it in different ways. And the way I start making those email exchanges even more useful is by always asking them a question in return. So, as a tutor, I might give a parent feedback about how their child got on in a lesson, but I will always also ask a targeted question about what their child fed back to them after our lesson. And that means that you also get to gather testimonials from the word go. You're not waiting for reviews after someone has finished working with you, you're getting them from the start. So, what do you do with that? Well, we need to remind ourselves of the two areas of our business we can use them in. Area one is thinking about whether their feedback indicates us needing to do anything differently. Area two is taking a snippet from their message to give future clients the confidence to work with you. So when it comes to the latter, we often wait for a more formal piece of feedback before sharing it in places like social media, our website, and so on. But you can share snippets from messages too. In fact, when you think about it, sharing these snippets from ongoing conversations means you get to show your audience more than just the impact your product or service makes. In this scenario, you get to show them what a positive experience it is from day one of working with you. And you can use this concept throughout your working relationship, just sending feedback and asking for some in return periodically. Now, I know some of you are wondering whether it's okay to share snippets from private conversations. Well, in my view, you can either ask for that person's permission, which I often do, and I offer to keep their name anonymous if they'd like, or you can go ahead and share it anyway, making sure any identifying information is protected. So I know that you know how to ask questions about what can be improved, about what we offer, and we know what to do with those answers. But how about those bits of messages or feedback that we can use for testimonials? How can we really make sure we're getting some results from using them in our sales and marketing? Well, it starts really from being intentional and that means being clear on what you want to show through your testimonial. So I'll just stick to that tuition example, but you can map this to whichever type of business you run. At surface level, maybe you want to show your audience how you support UTS with their confidence and prioritise progress over results. So what you could do is work backwards from that goal and choose testimonials and snippets from conversations to evidence that. Then you can share that in specific places like social media and your website. When sharing on social media or other content marketing channels like email marketing, think about how you can tell the story that sits behind that testimonial in a way that's aligned with what you want to specifically show your audience. In this example, we identified showing them how you focus on confidence and progress. If you share it in something like an information pack or landing page on your website, think strategically about exactly where you're placing it. So if that's a core message you really want to get across, you could have some kind of statement related to confidence building, have a short list of some ways your lessons are designed to support this, and then display the testimonial. That way the testimonial proves what you're promising is true. Another way to use testimonials strategically is to think of them as ways to help your clients feel confident to invest in what you offer. So, when you think of that, think of those points where they might hesitate. So, if you have a checkout page like I do with a tutor's mastermind, that could be a place where someone might hesitate. So, slipping in a quick testimonial might give them the reassurance that they need in that moment. I used to do exactly the same when I ran larger group classes where people could press a button on my website to enroll. I put testimonials in there. So again, they were sure they were making the right decision. And in line with being intentional about what you want to evidence, it's useful to think about the different aspects. So on my tuition website, I have divided my testimonials into sections. For exam groups, I share ones related to results because that's what's relevant to exam students. For non-exam groups, I share ones related to our relationship and the work we do together. But embedded in all of them, are bits around the confidence building because that 's something that I do with every student, so testimonials and feedback is really valuable i 've just talked about a couple of examples, a couple of ways to gather them, but there are so many more, for example, on social media, you can ask people for reviews let 's say for your business page on Facebook or for LinkedIn, you can ask for a recommendation. I think that keeping an ongoing conversation is actually really valuable because you then get more natural feedback that's really related to the work you're doing right now. But you've got to think about how to make that feedback work hard for you because we want customers who create customers. So it's a good idea to think of the different ways you can gather them and then map it to the different ways you can share them to serve different purposes to get the most mileage out of them. So one piece of feedback might be there to give people confidence to start working with you another one might be placed somewhere to give confidence to someone who's thinking about working with you, for example, in an information pack. So think of the different ways you can use it and you can use the same piece of feedback multiple times as well. So I hope today's episode has given you some ideas that you can really try out. As always, thank you for spending your time with me. And if you have a quick moment, please do leave a review as it helps small podcasters like me reach more people. You'll hear from me on Wednesday. Would you like to take this discussion further? Perhaps you have some questions or you'd like more ideas on tailoring your business. If so, book a free discovery call through the link in the show notes.